Okay, there we go. Hello, and welcome to Gear Riding with Gigtails in the afternoon. We need an afternoon drive time um, personality names. Oh, names? Yeah. Yeah. Traffic Terry. <laughs> Gothic? Traffic? <laughs> I am a goth. Traffic, like when you're in, stuck in traffic on your way home in the afternoon. I actually don't drive into work, so like once a week. Well, we're um, afternoon, we're afternoon radio DJs. Yeah. Traffic, and, Buster, Terry, and I don't know. <laughs> weather, I was going to say weather, Ashley, that doesn't even make any sense. Please, please put this out. This is bad. <clears throat> this is bad. I'm very tired. I got up. I was up all night because of Pukey Pukerson over here. And then I had to get up at five o'clock in the morning to watch the Queen's funeral. <laughs> That's right. I get up at I get up at four and five a.m. to watch those royal events every fucking time I do it. I'm like, I'm not gonna do it. Then I'm like, I'm gonna do it. So you know what? This is Okay, so let, let's actually let's okay. actually revisit that. But hi, this is hi. Gigtails, by the way. We just kind of started to get into it. Gigtails podcast. We talk about gigs of all kinds. I'm Ashley. That's Terry. I'm, I'm Traffic Terry. <laughs> and you're okay. driving on drive time with Gigtails. Yep. We didn't plan this, but let's talk about it. Because is the Queen's funeral a gig? 100%. Are you fucking kidding me? That's a performance. It's absolutely a performance. And all I could think, so for those of you who don't know, the Queen of England died. (laughs) So if you don't know, if this is your main source of news, we've got bigger problems. We're very sorry. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Go fucking turn on a TV or something. Go on Twitter, whatever. So she died and they had like a big state funeral. So that was today. So now you know what day we're recording. Um, the the mystique is gone and all I could think the whole time I was watching that thing was because there's a lot of like, um, you know, pomp and circumstance there's like, and then he lays the cloth on this and then this one turns this way. And then there's like the passing of the, this, and I'm like, how do they know when to do these things? Yeah. Yeah. Because it a king or queen only dies every 70 years, years. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's right. been 70 years since the last one so like I'm sure it's well documented somewhere there's like a how-to there like, is yeah i'm sure right the it's name probably, the yeah. name of the plan for her um funeral was operation london bridge so it's like a huge there's a binder and everything yeah wow yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. for someone like really against the monarchy as a concept i fucking love the british royal family in history you can't look away i you can't i can't look away it really is the car wreck of families mm-hmm. i get it i mean imagine i wonder we should we should look this up for a maybe a historical episode because maybe something has happened at one of these royal not necessarily just like the funerals but like these official things that they do that i guess could be could be considered gigs 
We'll get back to you. What if all of a sudden in the middle of the queen's funeral, right after they took the scepter and the crown off of her coffin and the bag, and they were like, now we're going to listen to her bagpiper. And over the headphones came, not headphones, loudspeaker came. I thought you were going to go with the celebration from friends when Ross is lighting celebration on the... (laughs) It might as well have been. Everyone's... The queen fucking loved dire straits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big fan. Big fan. No, nothing happened, but but the whole time I was thinking, like, man, if someone, like, takes a wrong stop or, you know, takes the fucking royal cloth of, I don't know, off at the wrong time, it's like... The whole world is watching. Yeah. And her dogs were there. Like I saw two guards. I didn't watch any of it, but I saw like a picture of like the corgis. I think they are. And like the yeah. two guards holding them. Like what if a dog like poops right in the, you know, <laughs> the casket goes, is like squishing it into the red carpet. <laughs> I mean, as a dog owner, she should have expected that at her funeral. Yeah. I mean, if that- if a dog doesn't like accidentally vomit into my open casket at my funeral, then I'm, I don't think I'm a real dog owner. I'm totally yeah. prepared for that. Yep. <laughs> so that was the big gig of the day. Welcome back. It's been a while. Um, yeah, Ashley, you've been out and gigging. I have, <laughs> as I we have. hate to say. We hate it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've had a busy summer of gigs more, mostly toward the end of the summer. It's kind of weird. Um, it was like everything has been stacked in the last few weeks, I feel like. Um, Is there a reason so we had, I don't know. It wasn't intentional. I don't know. It's just kind of how like the dates and availability of the band and everything mapped out. Like, yeah. Um, but I guess so earlier in the summer, I played... Uh, so Matt, I think I've talked about on here, Matt Jackson and I are finally getting our like official duo project off the ground, which is cool. It's called Frontwoods. Um, and we're like, we started kind of about, I don't even know, like a year ago or something really kind of buckling down on our original songs and writing some new songs and, um, finally started getting into the studio. I think last time we recorded, we had just recorded like the demos um or the scratch tracks for seven of our original Mm -hmm. songs um so since then we've played a couple gigs and really worked workshopped a lot of those songs and we've recorded the rest of everything so wow yeah we had a crazy we just booked five days we booked a full week in the studio um and it was wild like uh, all the instruments everything for seven songs in five days so wow super busy five days but we had some really awesome musicians so who recorded um, with you people you know or so some I mean so Tom played drums um for all seven which was really cool Mm -hmm. and um well one doesn't have percussion so I guess for six but you know basically um Matt did all the acoustic guitar stuff and obviously we did the vocal stuff um and then our producer Sean McLaughlin he plays bass so he played bass on them and then we had two electric guitarists come in, um, Cody Nelson and Aaron Shreve. So they were both guys that Sean was familiar with and uses in the studio all the time. And That's great. Yeah. So he brought them in and they were fantastic. They have different styles and obviously different instruments and different 
you know, amps and tones and things. So it was really cool to have like different sounds that suited each of the, you know, each song. Sean was really good. I mean, part of the producer's job and why we trust him is like, he knows Mm -hmm. what's going to be best for Mm -hmm. which song and the vibe and the style and whatever. Does he get the scratch tracks in advance and like they get to hear it and he kind of knows. Yeah. Yeah. So they get them in advance. They can listen and start coming up with ideas. Yeah. And then we have uh, Jim Gambino played um, uh, piano and organ and Rhodes, um, all of the keys things um, that I will now have to replicate live. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we have actually a str- uh, strings on one of the songs, which is really cool. And Jim was somebody that um, Sean brought in as well. And then Sean had been working with, so Eva Walsh, she plays violin um she's fantastic so she he knew he was going to bring her in and a guy Daniel Tavani so he actually plays cello and he arranged the string part and oh so you have like a whole fucking string section on this shit (laughs) yeah the two of them like the two of them played basically like a four like a string quartet holy Um, shit it was really cool it was like we heard the, you know, he did like a mock-up on like a MIDI mock-up of the string section, the string arrangement. And we listened to it earlier in the week. They were coming in on like the Thursday. So Sean played it for us like Monday or Tuesday. And like MIDI strings just sound so like. Perfect. Amazing. <laughs> so There's so nothing better. better. So we're Why? like, okay, like we like it. Yeah. But like, you know, we got to hear it with like the real strings. Like it was good. But then once they played it, it was just like my god i think we made we had like one suggestion and the rest of it was like perfect so daniel did a fantastic job could you sound more like a midi recording (laughs) that's what that can do (laughs) it was cool one like cool studio trick that was that sean used is so because it was just the two of them like daniel played the cello part and then eva played like violin one and two and a viola part Mm -hmm. and had them like he he moved the microphone for each of the parts that she did so that it would pick up as if it was a quartet sitting like four across mm-hmm. with the microphones like in front of them essentially mm, so brilliant. that was like an interesting interesting producer trick yeah that um that was really cool but anyhow yeah I mean I I wish I had I mean, gig tales, actually, I kind of don't because it was like so smooth. I mean, lots of inside jokes, lots of ridiculousness. Um, That's what we're here for is to alienate our listeners. I'd like for you to be like, you know, dropping inside jokes. Say a phrase, be like, she really got the lemonade on that music stand. (laughs) Oh my God. I guess the one thing, (laughs) the one thing that did happen that is that someone spilled lemonade on a music stand, right? No, the, the gig tale was, so we had like the full bands in like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we did some vocals and acoustic guitar. Thursday, we had strings. And then Friday was there for like whatever we didn't get to, which ended up being vocals for like three or four songs. So we got there, we, you know, we had, we started whatever we were almost done. We were literally about to record the last song, Matt and I are, so we recorded all the vocals together. Um, like at the same time, because for us, like the duo, like live feel of how we sing off of one another, like in the moment is really important. So we were in like separate rooms of glass in between. So we could still like see each other, whatever. 
we're like at the microphone the song starts we're like open our mouths to like sing the first line and big crash of thunder and the power goes out shut the fuck (laughs) up i thought you were gonna say one of you ripped a huge burp or something (laughs) no (laughs) oh my god producers like keep it we're we were like so freaking close like shit oh my god So what did you do so we waited and waited and waited and we're like i don't like we really it was insane being like the end of the day the end of the week the week was so long we were there for hours and hours and hours and matt and i were both like working like during the morning so students start at like 11 so we were like working like super early in the morning till like 11 and then each of us were like taking meetings and stuff like during so we're like (laughs) working our full-time jobs recording for like you know eight to ten hours or whatever wait a minute when did you start recording you didn't go like after work you're saying they overlapped yes so we like we both like shifted our work days to like start early and did like kind of half three quarter days that week yeah um it was just insanity so we're like you know the very end we're almost there we're like we were all amazed that we got the whole all seven songs done and then the freaking power it eventually came back. We, I think it was probably like a half hour, 40 minutes or something. And we were kind of just about to be like, all right, we, we're going to need to come back. And the studio is like an hour and a half from our houses. So it's also- Is that the like, one that's down by me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was. I didn't get an invite. Mary Lou's coffee all week. <laughs> well, everyone, I regret to inform you that Gigtails is now over. <laughs> I've been disrespected. Uh, I was not invited for coffee <laughs> or to sing these sick backup vocals on Ashley's song. Not this time. Not this time around. Next one. God damn it. Um, that is <laughs> that quite crazy. a gig tale. And oh that's God. why that last song is gonna is the shittiest one on the record. For real. Right. <laughs> we came back. I was like, oh my God. I made Tom go get me like mediterranean i needed like a, a food like a kebab with the garlic i was like this whole microphone's gonna smell like garlic when i'm done i need like sustenance oh it was insanity um, garlic and mary lou's coffee <laughs> yeah delicious um well congratulations that's exciting thanks. yeah thank you um and then so that was like a crazy week on either side of that i had like multiple gigs so it was insanity like the weekend before I sat in with a friend's band. Um, and to, so Tom, so this band, I used to play like in my very first band, we would play some of the same places as this other band. We were kind of in like the same circuit together or whatever. We knew them, they knew us. And we, I've been kind of out of that like party cover band, like, circuit for a while so I hadn't seen them or anything and then I want to say a couple years ago Tom was like oh this guy Chris contacted me about doing sound for his band and at the time the band was called Bear Fight and I was like oh I know them he's like you do like yeah Chris Madison he's like yeah I was like yeah tell him your wife is Ashley DeGrazia like use my maiden name and he'll he'll remember me so it's just like, of course he did, whatever. And Tom's been doing sound for them for like a little bit, but I had never gone to a gig with them. It's mostly like private stuff, weddings, whatever. Right. And because you're a bad wife. Yeah, I know. That too, you know, I'm very unsupportive. (laughs) So 
a few weeks before I had finally made it out to a gig. It was like a public thing and it was crazy. I saw them, whatever. It was like crazy seeing, you know, them after so many years, although their bass player was my bass player for a while. So I like have seen the bass player. Anyway, they like took, pulled me up for a song and stuff and it was really, really cool. Um, fun, good time. Great, great guys. And a girl, they just brought on a female singer earlier this year, Vicki Lynch, and she's fantastic. Um, she does like her own solo stuff too, but anyway, so then, uh, they had a gig that at Lansdowne pub on Lansdowne street in Boston, right outside. Oh boy. And we used to play there many, many times and whatever, but it had been years for me and Vicky couldn't make it. She had a solo gig at the same time. So they were like, Hey, can you, do you want to fill in? Like we need female vocals. Like, yeah, sure. Like, you know. It's fun. I'll like jump in with anyone and, you know, invite me to sing anywhere. I'm down. Um, so, well, the first thing I did was looked up the Red Sox schedule. So I'm like, yeah. if they're playing, it's a nightmare to get in and out of there. So yeah, like, no. no, I was like, cool. Red Sox are away. I'll do it. Then I find out a couple days later, like a couple days before the gig, fucking Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga was playing I, I knew you were gonna say that. I fucking knew it. Oh my god. So I'm like, this is worse than the Red Sox game, like for in terms of congestion and nothing against Lady Gaga. She's great. Um, but I'm like, whatever, I'm committed, right? But then it turns into like, okay, what Lady Gaga songs do we know? I think they have like one on their set list. And I was like, all right, I can do that. But like I know some random ones. So we were like kind of pooling together a random list. Mm-hmm. Um so anyway, I did that gig and yeah, I mean, parking was a nightmare. We ended up getting like a hundred dollar parking ticket. Like, oh, Jesus. Just, we just had, we just parked in a residential permit spot because we're like, whatever, we'll take the risk. Like I literally, I don't know where to go because I have a keyboard and a stand. And thankfully right. Tom was with me because we had to like, he carried like the bulk of my stuff, like very far. They really <laughs> need, I I think the overarching message of this whole fucking podcast when we finally end it should be these venues in Boston need to do a better job of accommodating their performers Yeah, for load in and load out at minimum. I mean, come on. It's really bad. I mean, some, like I remember being in Austin um, and they have like musician loading zones and stuff. And I think Nashville might be starting to do that. Oh, and Nashville doesn't have nearly enough either but a lot of the gear is like house stuff you know so like you don't have to bring like a lot of the stuff but but still still it's it's so hard even like comp like validating parking or comping parking or whatever because even if you pay to park it can be so expensive like in the lots and stuff right it ends up being what you're getting paid for the night yeah it's tough um but anyway damn inflation (laughs) once we got there it was fun um and obviously all of the crazy gaga fans came in after the show ended and we did this gaga set and they all you know sang along and it was it was great it was did they go gaga for it (laughs) (laughs) it was pretty good um it was funny they're like they're they've got some pretty good security which i really appreciated because it was not like that when i used to play there and they had recently added like a little barrier in front of the stage so there's like a little bit of separation which is also clutch because that was not there when I used to play there and people would just stumble up but I have to say like it was packed and crazy but people were very like 
respectful and good well and fine but they have security that like stands on the sides of the stage um Holy shit just like the queen's funeral right i felt like just like the queen um but no i we did uh they do i want to dance with somebody whitney so i like I, I get done singing that song and the security guards like standing like basically my shoulders like touching his leg because he's like standing up on a thing right next to me and he like bends down and taps me on the shoulder and immediately I'm like shit what's going on like is something happening like there's a security like issue what am I like whatever and he like leans down he's like that was amazing <laughs> thank you sir he fucking body tackles you to the ground. He's just like, like great job. This big dude was like, yeah, Whitney. That's that's what got yeah. me. Who like, doesn't love Whitney? Great, great. Was- I was just not expecting it, you know? Oh my God. So yeah, that was crazy. Um, yeah. And then what was next? So then the next day, that was a Friday night. This is sat- then Saturday. We had our annual camp gig. Mm-hmm. And so we play on the beach at this campground every year. And we did that with the cat pack um, band, which was fun. So <laughs> the, the week, okay. Let's see if you know this, the week previous prior, we haven't, cat pack hasn't played, I think since new year's, like, so wow. we just haven't played in a long time. Um, so we had a little rehearsal to run through some of the songs that we hadn't done in a while. And during rehearsal, Craig I don't even know why that he just started doing this like all right ready like this yeah yeah it takes two to make a thing go right like that it takes two to make it out of sight thank you thank you so much for knowing that yeah oh my god yeah so he's doing that (laughs) wait did you not know that no, I know. Oh, I you know. do. Okay, got it, got it. Got it. Uh, absolutely. But it's just, you know, he does it so perfectly. Like the sound, it's oddly exact. Like I cannot replicate it. But no, God, it no. Was perfect. So it just became a thing because we were like delirious at rehearsal. So I was like, you must incorporate that into the gig at some point. So at one point between songs, we we're like, I don't know, the guy, the Ken and Paul were probably like tuning or some shit. And there was like space in between his songs. So he just started doing it like kind of off the mic, like at us, like to make us laugh. And this guy out in the mm-hmm. audience, it's like, it's like, don't if I can think of it. Thank you. Like, it's so loud. We're like, sir. You are now in the band. We need to figure out how your initials fit into the word cat pack because that's what our initials spell, but we'll figure it out. He's like, my name is Xander with an X. (laughs) It was crazy. So yeah, that became the thing that we were trying to fit into every song. But I will actually say then we ended, I think toward the end, we played Uptown Funk and he was doing, Craig was doing it in the song and it fits like perfectly. So now- It's like a little game you can play, like listening to music in your car or whatever. Just see if the woo yeah thing like fits in. I don't know. Like I don't just get in my car and immediately start going woo. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. The whole way. I don't even put the radio on. I don't even listen to a podcast. (laughs) Just do that. (laughs) It takes you to make things. Only that. Driving to New Hampshire, two and a half hours (laughs) in the car. The top of New Hampshire. 
like then you listen to that song and it's literally the entire time yes you cannot unhear it like it's the whole thing all you can hear the whole way they committed that's the kind of thing where they did someone recorded that take once and they just looped it yeah oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. we're gonna loop this for the whole fucking song yeah <laughs> i think it was craig because the way <laughs> perfectly he could do it i wish i had it recorded what was I, he doing in 1991 let's find I out mean, i think it was him i'm gonna have him do it make it like a ringtone like <laughs> do people still have ringtones i don't know Not i don't me. know you should i think i've probably told the story on this podcast before but we this is a long time ago there was a woman at a gig who, who was screaming like a crazy you know, like the goat video where it's like Taylor Swift and then yeah. it's like the goat screaming. Yeah. It sounded like that, but it was like, she, it was so loud. It was after every single song she was just screaming. And we started just dying after every song. But after the gig, Paul went up to her and he's like, will you do that again? I need to record this. And he like had her do it and recorded it on his phone and would like send it, like text it to us like once in a while. Need to see if he still has it. Yeah, I'm gonna need to hear that. That actually sounds like someone I encountered at this last concert I was at, and now I'm like curious if it's the same person. Maybe she. This is this place is in Maine, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? She could have come down from Maine. What do I know? I don't know her life. No, it's crazy. My God. So yeah, so that was camp, but everything else was pretty, uh, you know, normal. normal. And. Then, so then it was studio week. And then the following weekend, I had a gig with my band, um, this outdoor kind of private event that we did last year that they had us back this year that was really fun. So these people live was like it the Queen's funeral. It was, you know, every year, the annual a fun outdoor the, gig, the annual Queen's funeral. Um, but they live like a, a, their yard, like abuts a farm. So it's just like rows and rows of corn and whatever. So there were lots of like children of the corn jokes and things that were happening a little creepy but it's cool so they just do like this big you know yard party and food and whatever and this woman made this amazing homemade hummus oh my god we were dying we need the recipe we spent our whole break eating hummus and talking about how hummus how good the hummus was these gig um, tales are really dropping off we had really good homemade hummus, really good hummus? we talked about it no. the whole time it was insane literally my notes say it says hummus like then had, we, it was that good then hummus, we all got children sleeping. of the corn <laughs> um i get but i mean again it went pretty well i think the the thing that was probably the disaster is like one we were playing a song that we like we played it before it's new it's new like this summer but we played it once we had a gig back in like may june we played it so i don't know it's been a while but i changed the key of it mm, and risky. from the original um because it's a guy singing it and it's very low but um i don't so ken started playing the intro and i could not hear where to come in like i don't know if this has ever happened to you but like yes. i could not place the tone yes yes that happens to me sometimes and sometimes it's specific songs you know which especially a song that starts out with like heavy bass versus Mm -hmm. like a higher tenor a song I have never once ever been able to like tell what key the guitar is going to come in on is Roxanne 
Oh, you know how it kind of starts a little yep. bit heavy on the bass, yep. and yep. then every time the gu- guitar comes in, I'm like, "That's not where I thought that was going to be." It's such a mind. It is, and I hate that when you're like, "I can't." For some reason, can't you can't hear like it. hear it right. Yeah. yeah, it's so weird. It, ha- I, it happens like listening sometimes, but like when you're actually supposed to be the one who sings, <laughs> who comes in singing. So first, I was like, uh, I'm like away from the microphone, and I'm kind of doing like the. Hum, hum. Mm-hmm. like trying to like find out where it is and I'm like and then I think because I don't know I thought it like is it is it not me and then I'm like is this the right key because then I'm like maybe Ken forgot to transpose it like right. maybe he's playing it in the original key and it's too low because it felt very low where I thought I finally found it and then I was like it feels very low. Like, I don't, I'm like, is this the right key? And he's like, see, right. And he's like, they're still like vamping on this intro. And I'm just like, I can't hear it. And I was like, sorry, can you hear it? Like, can you tell me where to come in? Like I what's, could not. What song is it? Watermelon Sugar, Harry Styles. I'm going like, to have to. Could not figure it out. It's because we changed the key. I don't know. It was weird. So then she like hummed it for me and I was like, okay, I'm fine. Like once yeah. I, like I got it, but what I was doing was I was an octave, <laughs> I was an octave down and I was like, this is too low. It's like, no shit. But I think as I raised it, it like was so much higher than the original that it just sounded wrong. <laughs> Watermelon <laughs> sugar. Not, I don't know. I was like, this cannot be right. It was so friggin' weird. I hated it. It was like, it makes you like doubt your whole existence, but. Barry White, Barry White sings Harry Styles hits. <laughs> Barry does Harry, the cover album of the year. Oh my god, Barry does Harry. That sounds like something you'd find in that back room of the uh, blockbuster, you know? Rest in peace. Wow. So yeah, that was fucking weird. And it, I don't know, thank god I had Ari as like my lifeline, because like, I don't know what the hell was happening. Hmm. Um, We're gonna have to look into this, because that does happen to me sometimes, where like, I'll start listening to a song... Yeah. And then, you know, either the guitar or piano, you know, like yeah, the kind of like main accompanying instrument or the, you know, voice will come in. And I'm like, that's not where I thought this was. And it is a weird phenomenon. And then I think I asked my sister or someone and they said the same thing. They were like, yes, I've had that happen to me too. Yeah. And for me, I find sometimes it's like very particular songs, but then, yeah, sometimes you can get one or two kind of out of nowhere that you yeah. just miss. Yeah. You're not alone. Okay. Well, I feel better. I just, yeah, it didn't, uh, I don't know. I don't think, I don't, I don't think that's ever happened to me singing like one of my songs. Like, it's happened mm-hmm. to me like in the car, like you yeah. said, yeah, yeah, yeah. the instrument of the vocal will come in and I'm like, oh, that's not what I was thinking in my head. But that was like bizarro. I was also using in-ear monitors, which I'm just like, I'm really trying to get used to, and I really hate it. And I'm really make, like forcing myself to use them recently. Mm. Um, Cause they're just, they're better in a lot of ways and they're easier in a lot of ways. And I just like, I want to like yeah. them. So I'm just like trying to force myself to get through the awkward phase of them. Right. Um, so I don't know if it was that too. Like, I don't know. It's freaking weird. But Maybe. Yeah. That was the most gig taily thing that happened. Wow. Mm. Really fucking we're fucking dropping the ball here. Hummus and you people need to come out and start being weird again. <laughs> Seriously. 
Yeah. I, I blame everyone else mostly. I think we're doing our fucking jobs. Yeah. I mean, I'm playing the gigs. It's just yeah. the crazies aren't coming, you know? And I'm, I'm going to them. But where are the yeah. freaks? Where are the freaks yeah. and the weirdos? We don't have a job. Yeah. If someone, if someone doesn't kick the queen's coffin, you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, roll that sarcophagus out. You know? Someone did try to like, touch or grope the queen's coffin and they got promptly tackled not during the not during the funeral during her get that close to it uh well so when she was lying in state the public could come and view and someone did someone was like i just see an opening and they went for it and boom you gotta watch that video listen if you've ever been a queen and someone tried to touch your casket tell us you, you tell, tell us, us and we'll you. tell you oh uh this just in i'm getting the um the orb and aura of queen elizabeth ii over here she wants to talk about what happened while she was lying in state i think we also just lost you know all of england england from, yeah from the, from the heat map <laughs> I, I did say i hate the monarchy but that i love Queen Elizabeth? I don't know. In the royals, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's all we got. I'll try to dial up some, I yeah. don't know, has got some sound gigs coming up. Maybe some crazy shit will happen. Can you start, like, dosing people's fucking, um, you know, Cokes or something? Or, I don't know, just, don't you know, know, mushrooms. I don't know. Just figure it out. <laughs> How about you? What's going on in the gig, your gig world? In my gig viewing world? <laughs> yeah. I did go to a gig where there were some dosed bitches for sure. All right. Um, So I went to the Allison Krauss and Robert Plant concert. Hell yeah. At the Leaderbank Pavilion. For those of you who I haven't already screamed it into your face, I bought front row tickets. Okay. Can I just say my dad's mad at me because I didn't tell him that. So he, so then that was a Friday night, right? Yes. The Saturday night he went to see Sting and he knew that Robert Plant was playing somewhere like Maine or something on Saturday. Um, it was Foxwoods. Then Fox Foxes, yes. Yeah. Kind of other direction. Yeah. But he was like, I he couldn't go because he, he was going to see Sting. And then I told him later that you went, and he's like, Wait, what? Like he didn't realize he was playing Boston Friday. And he's yeah. like, We should have gone. But like so should have to watch Robert Plant videos on like YouTube for hours. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, Al, our second listener. No, you should have gone. He should have. Yeah, it, I, I dropped the ball there. Bad it daughter. Fucking slapped <laughs> so hard. <laughs> um. So first of all, I think it would have fucking slapped. I read a review of it after, and it was basically like that fucking slapped really hard, and I was like, it did. Yeah. Uh, and sitting front row, I mean, I like, that was a pretty bougie thing of me, but I was like, you know what? I want him to look me in the eye and I want, I want the, I want there for, to, I want for there to be a chance for him to look me in the eye and maybe point at me. Yeah. And stay tuned listeners. Oh, so, uh, I'll tell you about the evening from the beginning. First of all, so first of all, when you go in, I've never sat front row for a concert, like of that 
caliber, you know, yeah. like someone that famous at a venue of that size. So when we go in and we were like showing everyone our tickets, the ushers were like, oh, the concert royalties here. Oh, you're here. Go down and see her. You're going to get a special wristband or whatever. Cause no one can even come down. They won't let them even take pictures or anything like that. Yep. So you get a wristband and you can like go wherever you want. Um, so we got in, first of all, we're the youngest people there by so wait. Have we talked are you gonna are you gonna talk about the pre because the, the outfit pre-planning happened before the concert? I yeah, just, it did. I, I think the text message of the outfit planning was like at least seven business days. <laughs> I was planning my outfit for some time because when I bought the tickets, all of a sudden it hit me. I was like, oh, he's gonna fucking see me with his eyes with his human eyes with his eyeballs with his functioning british human eyes yes a subject of the queen who by the time i went to see him was no longer a subject of the queen he was a subject of the king wonder how he felt about that uh they didn't he didn't say anything but they did put right before they went on stage they put like a projection of her image up on the two screens like beside the stage so I think it was just like a little acknowledgement uh-huh. um but he has like an honorific from her he's like the one of the like guards of the realm of music or something he got some kind of thing from oh, her so he wasn't knighted That's no like, not oh yeah maybe maybe he was I don't know I'm getting it wrong but he had like, like some McCartney, you can be knighted but probably <laughs> We're the guard of the whatever. I'm sorry, you didn't play the piano and the bass, so you're just the guard of the Queen's Bullshit. music hole. I don't know, whatever. Look it up. He could have been knighted. I don't remember. He's not. Um, so I started fussing over my outfit so fucking hard, like immediately. I'm like, what am I gonna wear? And I just went absolute. I was like, you know what? Zeppelin t-shirt, corduroy skirt, and then a last minute dark horse. I was like, I'm putting on a denim jacket. And as I put it on, Sean was like, that looks amazing. I was like, thank you. Because so our conversation before was like, and listeners, you tell us and we'll tell you, but tell us how you feel about this because there's like, there are feelings about like wearing a band t-shirt and t-shirt to a concert. And right. I have mixed feelings. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it works. Sometimes I feel like weird. And I don't, I don't think like one way is right or wrong. Like when I see someone who has the shirt of the band, I'm not like oh, loser. Like I weird. what I do hate is when someone's wearing the t-shirt of another band at a concert. It's like, okay. okay. So then was I a plain t-shirt, like a plain, come on. Come well on. then what I was technically wearing the t-shirt no. of another band. I was no, not there to see Liz Zeppelin. It's the okay. person's group though. That that doesn't count. I so don't know. I actually I... think I think no. the jacket was clutch because it was like it made it first of all, it just looked fucking dope, but also like it made it so it wasn't like Zeppelin t-shirt. Like it was subtle. Oh, everyone was wearing Zeppelin t-shirts. The second we we got there early and we were like, we got something to eat beforehand. I was like, they're going to concert. They're going to concert. They're going to concert. They're going to concert. Why it's a thing that I have. Maybe I'll try it. next. I don't know. Like, would it have been so bad if I had worn like a Radiohead t-shirt? I don't think so. I think that's weird. I don't know. I'm weird. It's me. It's totally me. I have like weird rules in my head about this. To me, it says like, I'm a music enthusiast. Yeah. And Tom York's probably some kind of 
guard of the queen's weird crap too i don't know the queen <laughs> garbage um <laughs> listeners tell us if i'm i'm the weird one or if you agree with me maybe we'll do a little online poll yeah we gotta do a poll because i don't think it's weird okay but it would be weird if i showed up wearing like a howling wolf t-shirt and was like you son of a bitch pointing to it or if i showed up wearing like a john paul jones t-shirt yeah and i was like i like if it was an enemy band or something yeah i don't know you guys are good but I miss JPJ. I don't know what the deal is with him and JPJ. So they like won't say anything. Um, There's a weirdness. But there is weirdness. So I thought like, it, I think it would be weird to wear a like rival band. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know. That's, yeah. That's like instigating. So I got the outfit together. Anyway, Good choice. It was, it was great. great. But, but in all seriousness, like as much as it sounds silly to fuss over what you're wearing, I was like, he's going to see me. He's gonna say it. Mm -hmm. So I went Zeppelin t-shirt, denim jacket, blah, blah, blah. We get there treated like royalty. We're the youngest people there by 20 fucking years easily, except this woman and her, I think it was her granddaughter. Cause she said she was in her sixties. And then the young woman who was with her, the young woman who was with her, she said she was a senior in high school. So it must be her granddaughter. Like we're the youngest, except for this woman who was like her, her with their, their granddaughter. You know, I'm 90. Granddaughter. I'm, okay. All right. Uh, so it must've been her, her granddaughter. She didn't say the relationship, but um, this girl, she was in high school and she was like, very goth she had like the thick boots on and like big and I was like oh this is what kids dress like when I was in high school Uh and she I loved her we chatted with them they were so friendly and she was really cool and she was like I don't even know I've never even heard any of this music I don't even know Led Zeppelin but then it was really funny because she said so the woman who was with her was like this is part of her education I take her to like bands that I like and she goes yeah and I go with my dad I go with my dad to heavier stuff. Like we would see Alice in Chains and Bush. And I was like, are those your dad's favorite bands or yours? She was like, oh, they're mine. So she knows like 90s music. Yeah. yeah. But she didn't know like 70s music, which is interesting to me. Yeah. Well, grandma is doing the right thing, clearly. Grandma did do the right thing. Or, you know, auntie, I don't know what the relationship was. Yeah. Um, it, she said it's part of her uh, education. So she was awesome. We ended up chatting for a little while. She was really cool. Um, so there was a dude fucking sitting outside <laughs> the pavilion before we went in. I'm still mad at Sean about this. Just standing there going, hey, everyone. And he's holding up a picture. Is a picture of me meeting Jimmy Page on November 5th, 2004. Picture of me meeting Jimmy Page. And we're walking past and I went, how much? And he goes, this is not for sale. He's just screaming about it. <laughs> and then when we finally got in the venue and we went past, like, there's the very back row and we went in, Sean goes, oh my God. And there's the guy. Here's a picture of me meeting Jimmy Page in 2004. Just showing him. So there were like real Zeppelin weirdos there, you know? Yeah, that's a real Zeppelin weirdo. Like, was he proud of it? He was just yeah. like, I was like, how much? He was like, it's not for sale. 
I was like, 50 bucks. He was like, no, no, no. Imagine if he was like, yeah. He was like, actually, yes, I will. You know, I really need to start buckling down and thinking about my finances instead of fixating on events in the past that really should live on in my memory more as ideas rather than holding onto a physical picture. Yeah. That's what he said right after. And then he opened up a 401k. No, what do you... (laughs) He had a he had the square and he had you slide your card on it. Yeah, he's oh. fucking taking mushrooms out of his. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so I want to take a picture with him. Sean said no, and I'm still mad at him for that. <laughs> You're like, I have a picture of me with the guy with the picture of Jimmy Page. That's exactly what I fucking said. <laughs> So then I can go to the next concert and be like, who wants to see a picture of me meeting the guy who met Jimmy Page on November 5th, 2004? Oh my God. Not for sale. <laughs> Sean said he didn't trust the guy, which what a I mean, weird he's... thing to do. Like, it's just like a weird how do you even think of that but I mean people get like caught up in shit right and it's like that was the I mean I said at one point in the middle of this concert I turned to Sean and I said this is the best day of my life so like I get it but I feel like you have to learn to move on instead of telling every single person you know and texting everyone and sending their pictures and saying oh my god Robert Plant looked me directly in the eyes and did a thing I'm gonna tell you I'm I'm gonna tell everyone forever great um (laughs) so as you know, I pee a lot, like more than the average bear. But then when I get really nervous, I pee like a lot, a lot. And then, you know how like you go in and it's like, this, it says eight o'clock, but you know, they're not going on eight o'clock. So the opener went on, but the opener went on and I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. So I kept going to the bathroom. Who, By the way, the opener, his name was JD. Um, shoot. I'm going to have to look him up. He was awesome oh good cool Uh, jd shoot jd shoot that's his name (laughs) i'm gonna have to look it up yeah he not only played his band opened but then he played lead guitar with that's cool robert and allison with so we were like oh shit it's that guy when he came back because it's like they're also supporting like their musicians projects and bands and stuff you know like that's And when we came out, uh, I mean, when he came out, we were listening. I was like, holy shit, I'm so glad they played. I never would have heard of this guy otherwise. And it was very like kind of rockabilly, like almost like old rock. I can't explain it, but it was really cool. And um, yeah, I really liked it. So I mean, Sting had his son open for him. So, you know, nepotism. nepotism. (laughs) Oh, uh, so it's J.D. McPherson is who it is. Um, also you want to talk about nepotism. Do you know the fucking guy who just took over for the queen is actually the queen's son? Like, did anyone look into this? The same family? It's the same fucking family. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so I have found JD McPherson. JD McPherson. Yeah. Highly recommend. Okay. So I kept going to the bathroom because I kept getting nervous. And then like, you know, Sean had got gotten up and got, got us waters and, I, on one of my last trips, because like finally his set had ended and they started taking down like the sheets that were in front of the set for the main act. And so like they had the main like set up and I was like, they're coming out soon. And, uh, so I was like, I have to go to the bathroom one more time. Like I did an emergency run to the bathroom and I fucking shit you not. I ran to the bathroom and that moment I got my period. 
fucking 10 minutes before these people went on stage and like I were hormones <laughs> with, like we're sensing Robert Plant and like, like you're like hormones and pheromones are just like, like time to go he's Close here he's he's nearby yeah ran back out had to grab my purse run back to the bathroom had to send sh- then I got really nervous Sean ran up to get me some ibuprofen like just in case like I was worried I was like oh no what if I need ibuprofen so he bought me I think it was four they had it at the stand it was they had it at, like the merch table <laughs> they had it yeah who needs ibuprofen they're like ma'am this happens a lot ma'am yes. he knows <laughs> fucking six dollars for four ibuprofen I was like whatever who cares? Yeah. Um, so as we're sitting there, like, you know, just waiting, waiting for them to come over, this huge dude comes out and people kept coming down and like trying to take their picture and stuff. And like, or they'd go like, oh, I'm going to the bathroom this way. I'm in the third row. And the ushers would be like, nope, you can't. They wouldn't let anyone walk in that front area. I was like, oh shit, I didn't know that. Um, so this tour manager came down, this guy, huge, well, who I later learned was the tour manager, huge dude covered in tattoos, bald, like big, he had like, kind of like scary looking dude. And he was talking to everyone in the front row and I'm like, oh my God, what's this guy going to say? So finally he gets over to us and he goes, Hey everyone. Um, you know, welcome to the show. I just want to let you know, you can take as many pictures as you want. You're absolutely welcome to take, take pictures, take videos. You're totally fine this isn't anything we're enforcing, but you know, they're here for you. So we're just asking you not to be on your phone the whole time. And look, if you are like, no one's enforcing anything, we don't care, but like, we just want you to be engaged. They're going to like, look at you and like, you're the front row. So, you know, just, and he goes, Oh, and if you can turn the brightness down on your phone and when you're done taking a picture, just, or a video, just put it face down just so like, we're not getting a ton of brightness. And I was like, yeah, okay. I can do that. I was like, so just like snap a picture and put it down. He goes, absolutely. And he goes, and you know, take a video, take a 15, 20 second video. That's fine. Just don't upload it to Instagram and share it to Facebook. Like he goes, and we're not going to stop you from doing it, but come on. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I kind of like, I love that approach. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, I like how he said it. He's like, we're not enforcing anything, but like, come on, you fucking paid big money to be here. Yeah. Yeah. He's right. Yeah. And it's so true because you can take pictures, but like what you're really going to remember is the experience. So we did. I took I think there was someone, I just saw, I think someone that just played in Boston that it was like a no cell phones allowed concert. A lot of Bruno Mars did that. A really? lot of people do it. And, you know, I have to say, I, so I'm kind of in the middle on that. And I might actually be kind of against it because I agree with what this guy was saying, right? Which yeah. was like, come on, don't sit on your phone the whole time. Yeah. And he's right. You don't yeah. want to ruin the experience. And I feel like Sean and I found a middle ground where we each took a couple videos, quick videos. And then there was one time I elbowed him and I was like, please take a video of this because I didn't want to miss it. Yeah. It was like important yeah. to me. And so he did take a video of it because I do think it's okay to take pictures and a couple videos and have that memory in a physical thing. Yeah. But I mean, at that same time, like you paid a lot of money, you, you got, I think you need to find the middle ground between the experience and having a picture. And I think it's unfortunate that so many people have lost that middle ground that now we have to take it away from them completely. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that's fair. Yeah. But yeah. I was, I think we did a decent job. We didn't yeah. have, and actually everyone in the front row pretty much did the same thing. Like I'd look over and occasionally you'd see like snap, snap down. Yeah. 
And like, if I took a video or a picture once during a song, I never picked up my phone again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I almost passed out. I got so excited before they came out. I got really scared. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to see. And I did. And I like, I got this really hot feeling in my chest and like, I was getting lightheaded and Sean oh was putting God. the water up against my head. I'm like, I'm going to get fucking dragged out in a fucking medical Oh my God. Stretcher. And then I'm going to miss the whole fucking thing, but I didn't, I like managed to just kind of calm down. Oh. Um, so the concert itself was awesome and they came out and it like, once they came out and they were out there. So we were like on the far right of the stage and, um, Bobby P was on our side by happenstance. I didn't plan that. Like he came out on our side and she was on the other side. It's always on that side. Like when I see them. Yeah, they're always on the same. And I didn't even think of it, to be honest with you, when I bought the tickets. And I was like, oh, shit. I always think of this. Because you got to think of it if you want to be, like, directly in front or, like, in the the sight lines. So the concert itself was awesome. Like, I'll let you know they did songs off their most recent record from 2021. Songs off their huge record that they had back in, what was that, 2007? They did a couple songs off of that, which I had gone to that concert back in 2008, 2009, too. Um, when they toured that first record and they did do a few Zeppelin tunes and they like, yeah. you know, put their own spin on them and they're great. They're just awesome. Yeah. Um, and she, so a bunch of times during the concert, I was like, I'm pretty sure she's looking at me and like engaging with me. Yeah. And you kind of don't believe it. Right. And then, but I'm like, I know all the songs and I'm singing along and I'm kind of like dancing. And at one point I like did a little goofy kind of thing. And she kind of went like, she like nodded and smiled and kind of backed away. And I was like, and I turned to Sean and I went, she's looking at us. Right. And he goes, Oh, absolutely. Like, so I just, I think we just happened to be one of her point people. Yeah. Um, and we were like right in her, um, line of sight but he actually didn't he would kind of like step back a lot yeah until about the middle of the show and then there were a couple times he like I'd be dancing or something he'd kind of come over to the edge of the stage and like kind of do a little thing like that just kind of look at you and like dance in your general direction I'd be like oh my god he's looking at me like whatever (laughs) um performances were great one thing and I think you mentioned this earlier you when you were saying like now I have to replicate these sounds live I don't like when you go to a concert and you're like this sounds so much like the album they didn't change anything I feel like I'm listening to the album but what I do like is when you can replicate the exact tone of the instruments you know the guitar the voice the harmonies things like that and when they came out and they started playing I was like what in the ever crispy fuck is this how did they do this it sounds exactly yeah exactly like the record yeah um which that's the part that's amazing to me like probably better like there are some artists that are just light like just like that but I mean just like the tone and just like you're like this sounds exactly the same now they switched up the way they did the songs yeah it wasn't just like you know they played the record all the way through they did they yeah. do the performance is a little different and it was, yeah. it was so engaging and they yeah. did the Zeppelin tunes, which was great. Cool. Um, so there was one unfortunate moment, speaking of earpieces, 
Um, so one point during the concert, I could tell she was struggling with her earpiece and she kind of kept going like this. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. And she kind of backed away at one point and she did something. And then she came back and like, she was fine. And she stopped and like, listener, I'm like poking my ear kind of, and like, she was (laughs) kind of doing like a, like, you know, little grimacey face. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, uh oh, and but it was fine. We didn't notice. But there was one song where it was very clear she lost her earpiece. And I was like, oh no. And she did it and she was like touching the earpiece and then she was grimacing. And then she just turned completely to the side and was dead on looking at him, like locked in on him. I think she was trying to just hear his voice on the stage. Yeah. And so, same thing. And she kind of, and then there was like kind of a break. And she stepped back and she did something again. And then she came back and for the next verse, it was fine. But I was like, oh no, like she has definitely lost her earpiece, which is a yeah. shame. Um, uh, but it was hard because well, they're like very noise canceling. Right. And they're like molded yes. to your ear. So like, she can't, you can't hear anything if no. you, yeah. If and you, you can't really it. hear the other person on the stage. No, like, I'm not... take it out. Like a lot of times you see people just take one out and try to figure what's going on. And I, I think she was trying not to do that, but it was one, you know, and she's a beautiful, perfect singer. So it's not like, I was like, man, she blew ass the whole time. (laughs) I wonder if her earpiece was broken. Hope you're listening, Allison. (laughs) Um, so, oh, the other, (laughs) how do you think that happened? So when they came out, like during maybe the second or third song or something, there was this woman, there were a lot of like Zeppelin freaks there who were like, yeah. And this woman kept screaming and she was making this noise that I cannot even replicate. And at one point she did it and she was like, it was like, or something like that. And then there was kind of like a break and like in the song and there was a break in silence. And she goes, yeah, that's right. The turkey's back. (laughs) No. So yeah, at my show you have goat turkey lady and jimmy page man and it was so funny because like all i can think is oh my god this woman probably like follows him around and just tries to get attention and thinks he's gonna like remember her and be like oh good the turkey's back yeah rather than just fucking behaving and enjoying yourself i know and now the tormentor has to add like put down your phone you know don't make turkey noises no barnyard animals of any kind one animal noise and then just ease off you know it must be a domesticated (laughs) north american free range (laughs) no poultry we can tell the difference between that free range chicken sound and that very very confined chicken sound (laughs) it can be a songbird no no poultry for me so yeah <laughs> a concert was great cannot recommend it enough but right. here's what everyone has been hearing about yeah. and yeah. now i'm going to share the, it with the moment with my listener greg turn the volume up so during the concert he did he was engaging with us and like i said he'd kind of come over and do like a little thing and like dance or whatever he'd like smile at you so as they were walking off the stage after their last song they like go up and they kind of wave all to the front row and they're like, you know, saying good nights and stuff. And they walk right past us and I looked right and I smiled and I waved right at him and he waved right at me. I mean, I looked him in the ducking eyes yeah. and I was like, Holy shit. I like, I made eye contact. He definitely waved at me and I went, I'm going to do something more concrete next time. 
So they come back out, of course, everyone's like cheering and stuff and they do their, <laughs> they do their encore, which was great. Yeah. It was a banger. And they do this. So when it's over, they all like took their vows and they go to walk off. And because he was walking off on the side, we were on, he does the same thing. He's waving to everyone saying good night, you know, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Um, and he's waving to our section of the front row. And as he got over to me, I went like this. So listener, Ashley can explain what I'm doing as I do okay. it. So both hands are our fingers together over the lips and a big blown kiss double blown kiss double blew a huge kiss at him smiling and he <laughs> leaned right over looked me in the eye and went and oh blew a goodness. kiss right back to me I was like <laughs> <laughs> and then they walked you know did some more waves walked off stage whoever oh plant just looked me in the eyes and blew me a kiss yeah. And I was, I was just fucking high. Like the whole, I did not drink one drop of alcohol the whole night. Like mm-hmm. I barely ate. I was so nervous. And I mean, that's kind of what I was paying for. Honestly. I'm like, yeah. I want to look him in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> and tell him what he did to my family. No. <laughs> uh, it was awesome. And it really was like, I did drop a lot of money on it. To be honest with you, it was really important to me. Robert Plant's very important to me. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did it. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's worth it. The kiss was worth everything. It really was. Now yeah. I can say I blew Robert Plant a kiss. <laughs> I think Robert Plant blew you. Hell yeah, he did. <laughs> um, oh, I also forgot this one thing. In the middle of the concert, I saw four security guards come running up the aisle right beside us. And I turned around and Sean turned around and there was a drunk guy just like stumbling. And <laughs> The speed with which, and the usher pointed, and the speed with which they rushed in, grabbed him, and rushed out, it was like, like they had been waiting for it. It was awesome. Um, And to spend all that money and then get escorted out. I know. I I never understand that. I don't know. The last thing that happened was when we went back to the parking garage at the end of the night, it was just a bunch of like boomers and older Gen Xers who could not figure out how to use the um, parking ticket machine. (laughs) And we were definitively the youngest people there again, except for that high school student. So I went up to the machine and I was like, okay, everyone, let's see what's going on. Give me your card, give me your ticket. And I started scanning them. I was like, okay, so it won't take the chips. Now you got to swipe. So now do this. (laughs) And the guy was like, oh, (laughs) And he was saying like, it's not working. It's not working. So Sean went up a floor. Cause he was like, do you want me to like go up? And I was like, yeah, go get it. I'm going to help these people. I was like, who's next. And then this like <laughs> next guy comes up saying, he's like, it's not, I'm like, nope, you can do this, do that. Swipe. Oh There's a ticket. Who's next. And I helped this like huge line of 10 boomers by the time it got to the end. And it was the last person, Sean, like came back down in the elevator. So the last two people there, the guy goes to me, Oh, the woman, it was like a man and a woman. And the guy goes to me, um, are you like a parking good Samaritan? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, no, I mean, are you parked here? Like, do you need to leave? I was like, yeah, my partner like went to go pay for the ticket or whatever. And he goes, oh, and she started, he was like, I think I'm all set. I was like, all right, well, let me know if you need help. Um, and she started chatting with me. She's like, did you like the concert? And I was like, yeah. And I told her all about it. Everything I just told you here. And she was like, wow. And she goes, are you going to be okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And she goes, where did, how are you getting home? I was like, 
my partner's like, and I think it was right at this moment because they were kind of the last people in line that he came down. Yeah. <clears throat> and she goes, do you want me to, do you want us to help you find him? Are you going to do it? He said, don't worry about it. We'll find each other. Like neither of us drink or we're in good shape, whatever. She's like, okay, are you sure? She was like very concerned about me. It was really cute. But oh. I probably was like, I probably looked like I was on cocaine. Yeah. Like you're like strung out. Yeah. I was like strung <laughs> out. My hair was like frizzy and sweaty because we like ran back to the parking garage oh my God. and I'm like who needs help who needs who needs ticket who needs ticket um <laughs> and that was just you know the cap to my I did find him and we did get home safely great that's great but you know what good for her for like looking out for another woman you know yeah right like, oh no this woman's on speed and alone what if she runs into the Jimmy Page guy and tries <laughs> to go home with him she's high on rubber plant and that's it that was my story honestly it was the best day of my life wow. I said that like twice to Sean in the process I was like this is the best day of my life he's like cool thanks like, great <laughs> awesome I your partner who you know bought a house with you and yeah, you know spent you. many lovely years together I'm very <laughs> glad to hear that yes wonderful one kiss does so now does sean like blow you kisses daily just to see no he's never blown me a kiss he sucks (laughs) (laughs) also i'm gonna be like "Mm, robert did it better sorry yeah don't even try whatever you do robert did it better so funny all right listener wow well i think it's I think it's time in the podcast where we ask what each other is listening to. God, you think I would prepare for this? What in the ever living fuck? What in the ever living fuck? So, all right, you know what? I will. I don't know if I already talked about this, but I'm going to talk about it <laughs> again, apparently, even if I already did. So, uh, for like years, many people especially Ari, have been trying to get me into Lake Street Dive. And it's a band. And I like, they would all, even Spotify was like joining the crusade of trying to get me to listen to them because every like playlist, every album that I'd listen to, like, you know when it ends? It, and it brings you something else. Yeah. Every single thing would like constantly just like pushing Lake Street Dive down my throat. And I, there's just something about it, it it was it's the singer's voice there's something about her voice that just like I couldn't I don't know like you're think, very particular about voices I am I am very much so and it's I never I'm like they're great she's a great singer like she sounds you know from what I had heard I'm like she sounds like she's a very good singer just about her tone that just wasn't really a fan of I couldn't really get past couldn't really get into them mm-hmm. but this past, I don't know, it's like months ago now, but this past like year, I finally, I don't know what changed. I don't know if it was a song that I heard in particular or what, but I like, if I just said, I'm going to give it a shot, I got wicked into them and I Mm. got past whatever my like aversion to her voice was. And I like binged and listened like on repeat all of their albums for like weeks and got super, super into their stuff. And now I'm like a huge fan we are working we added some of their songs to that's our- great I love that love it so I was totally I'm totally a Lake Street Dive convert um but in particular so they released they do they I mean they write really really fantastic music but they also put out some versions of covers so they had 
like their their version of rich girl is like pretty popular and really good but like kind of like funk soul stuff mm-hmm. and they had for for years they had this video on like youtube or whatever from a live show where they were doing you're still the one like the shania mm-hmm. twain song and actually their keyboard singer was he sings sings it when they do it live and it's so freaking good ari showed it to me and i was like in love with it he does like ridiculous runs it's so soulful and beautiful but they hadn't had like a recorded version of it we actually like ended up we covered uh that version of it as well so mm-hmm. anyway they recently mm-hmm. released another version of or another version like another um series or whatever it's like it's called so their first album or ep that had the covers called fun machine and this is fun machine the sequel so that came out this year and just recently and they put the cover of you're still the one on it and it's fucking gorgeous and just all their stuff is cool but i recently discovered that that was there (laughs) that it was recorded and now i can listen to it all the time and not have to go on the weird youtube video that's like somebody's shitty cell phone that recorded the whole song and put it right that i'm thankful for that person but now i don't i don't have to go there so yeah that song is heavily in my rotation i just wrote it down yeah so good um how about you lakeshore dive lake street dive oh god fucking damn it I mean, is it going to be any surprise if I tell you I've been listening to Robert Plant, Alison Krauss, and Led no. Zeppelin? No. But the really cool thing about listening to that is like when I when I was like, yeah, we're going to go see him, Sean really started listening too. And like, I don't want to say like, he just doesn't listen to music in the same capacity that I think I do. So it's like motivation for him to listen to something. And we put on their record from 2021, which is great. But I think the two that the raising sand is better. And we're listening yeah. to it. We're listening to the 21, which is raise the roof. And he's like, this is amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> really? And he was like, yeah. And he's, he's looking at me right now. He's not even, he's like, I fucking love this. And even we'll be in the car now, like, you know, over a week out and he'll be like, I want to put this one song on. There's like one or two songs from it that he still loves and still loves to listen to. So it was really cool to like get him engaged in something. Yeah. Um, and like at his perspective on it where he's like, he likes Raising Sand too. But to me, I think I just like have an emotional attachment to Raising Sand. Yeah. So I thought that was better. But he was like, this this newer one, Raise the Roof, he loves it. And he really got into it. And Ooh. we've been listening to like a lot of Led Zeppelin and... um you know, a lot of, a lot of that and just have it on repeat and, you know, you know, how it like rekindles the fire a little, you know? Like, yeah, totally. Gotta listen yeah. to presence again. I haven't listened to their newer one. I listened to it like when it first came out Good. last year, like yeah. I liked it, but I just, I think I like forgot about it. I need to go back and like really. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't as big of a success. He even made a joke about it. You know, he made a joke that I think we make all the time when he's like, you know, he got up and he said, uh, you know, we released an album last year called Raise the Roof. And everyone was like, woo. And he goes, oh, both of you are here. Like, I don't (laughs) think it was as big of a commercial success. But yeah, yeah, whatever. Whatever. That's what I'm listening to. If you're going to listen to Led Zeppelin, I highly recommend physical graffiti and presence. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. those are probably two of my favorites and houses of the holy of course so mm-hmm. um if you want to hear all of my opinions on led zeppelin give me three glasses of prosecco and <laughs> i will let loose thank god i love it <laughs> i'm 
maybe that'll be you won't (laughs) (laughs) you you won't when it's happening I was actually just about to say one of the things I tend to say when I start talking about it I'm like I'm gonna make people mad if I say (laughs) what I'm gonna say so I'm not gonna do it anyway you know what we always say (laughs) here on gig tales yep if If you like what you hear tell a friend and if you didn't like what you heard tell the turkey Love it. Cool. And and keep gigging. Bye. <laughs> Gig tales. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I'm doing our, our warm one. <laughs>